Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everybody. And we are kicking this week off, I'm very happy to say, with an email from one of our listeners. Uh, Jim Slobogen emailed us, and he wanted to know more about tea, which is perfect timing, by the way, because, and as he put it, he's like, hey, black tea, green, white, oolong, herbal, hot, iced, what, what's the deal? What do I need to know? And Jim, you couldn't have timed your email to us more perfectly. By the way, if you would like to email us with a show idea or a topic that you'd like to hear more about, it's podcast at eatthis.com. And we love hearing from you as we loved hearing from Jim. And Jim, your idea is spot on because June 10th is actually National Iced Tea Day. So it's perfect timing for perfect us. Perfect timing. And I love iced tea. Do you love iced tea? I love iced tea. I love all tea, actually. So and I'm excited about this episode for sure. This is great. Yeah. I'm Like John mentioned, not only do we love hearing from our listeners, definitely keep those emails coming, podcast at eatthis.com. But it's good to know that people like Jim are so smart and they're with Wicked it too. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Oh, there, there's the uh, Boston coming yeah, out from you. The New England. <laughs> um, Jim nailed this one. Like we said, not only is it National Iced Tea Day on June 10th, but tea is really having a moment right now in this country. And there are a ton of great health benefits to teas. Everything from weight loss to sleeping better to mood calming. But of course, it could be challenging just like anything else to kind of navigate all the benefits mm-hmm. and figure out exactly which teas are right for your personal goals. So in honor of our buddy Jim, yeah, Jim. yay Jim, gotta love we it. got your back, bud. <laughs> and uh, National Tea Day. We're going to break it down for you on this episode. And as Jim mentioned, I mean, he, you know, he talked about, he mentioned iced tea at the end there, which mm-hmm. I loved hearing. Uh, and so we're going to have a, a very special bonus at the end of this episode. If you stay tuned all the way with us through the end, we are going to tell you how to brew the perfect iced tea every time. That's And this was surprising refreshing. to me. Like, I thought this was going to be like, okay, like, here you go. This is how you brew iced tea. Dope. Like, it's pretty simple. No. There's, there's some quirks in here that there's I'm like... There's an ingredient you, you would never guess. Never, you would never guess. So, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Okay. So so let's get brewing with with tea. Because you're right. Tea is, is kind of having a health moment here in the U.S. especially. Obviously, tea globally is, is pretty big. But here in the U.S., I think, you know, whether it's people... You know, coffee is... it's Coffee is crazy in the sense that one week to the next, it's good for you, it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. I literally saw a, a study today... On my way, on my way in to, to record the podcast, that that was bizarre in the sense that it um, it said that even if you ingest twenty five cups of coffee a day, which who <laughs> your heart who, can't even take that. <laughs> what who do you drinks twenty five <laughs> cups of coffee a day? That's insane. Because they're but, not sleeping. Clearly, they're just drinking it around the clock. <laughs> even if you drink twenty five cups of coffee a day, there's not a negative effect on your arterial kind of condition, right? It doesn't harden your your arteries so bad. That's crazy because I always thought like four cups a day was was the norm. I'm probably three cups, but I have tried to mitigate my caffeine intake, especially late in the day, so it doesn't impact my sleep. And tea is a great way to kind of find a, an easy substitute. Like if you want to cut back on coffee, not because of of your health concerns with caffeine, because apparently you can drink 25 cups a day and be fine. Um, we don't suggest that, though. <laughs> but if, if, you, if you drink 25 cups a day, by the way, I want to know how you're sleeping at night. So you can email us at that email address that we talked about because I want to know. But but I like so I backed off uh, coffee late in the day to try and mitigate any sleep issues. And I dabble with tea here and there. And I have kind of tried some of the teas that we're going to talk about today because the, the, the amazing thing about tea is that there are myriad 
different kind of health benefits depending on, on what you want to do. There's teas for stress, teas for energy, teas for mindfulness, and it all sounds kind of like, I, I get it, it sounds kind of hokey, but you know what, like from experience, it's pretty legit. Definitely legit. I, I have certain teas at night, which actually help calm my mind, I think, yeah. before I go to bed. So I I, lo- I think tea is fascinating also because just around the world, there's so much rich history steeped in tea from, you know, there's British tea culture, which is different than Chinese tea culture and Japanese tea culture. Mm-hmm. You're you're from New England, the the Boston Tea Party, right. for example. Tea we is just, this, we just dump it. In, we just <laughs> dump in the water. <laughs> but tea is such a you know it's fascinating just in terms of history and how mm-hmm. like large of a product it's been through all these years. And the U.S. market is just starting to kind of dive into its tea moment, like you mentioned. But globally, tea is the second most consumed beverage. Did you know that? Only second to water. That's pretty impressive. That's very. That's impressive. a lot of tea. That's a lot of tea. And if you want to know how much. 273 billion liters were consumed in 2018, and an expected 297 billion liters will be consumed globally by 2021. 2021 sounds like a like way in the future, right? We're gonna blink. It's gonna be. I know that's scary. That's really scary. But back to tea in in our country, according to the Tea Association of the United States, Americans consumed over 84 billion servings of tea last year. And more than 3.8 billion gallons. So we're getting on the tea train. We're getting which on I like the to tea see, by the train, way. for sure. And the interesting part is approximately four in five consumers drink tea, but the biggest segment of tea drinkers is millennials. They're the most likely tea drinkers. 87% of millennials drink tea. So that's, I mean, they're driving our purchase wow. patterns and they're really driving the economy right now. So millennials love their tea. Approximately 75 to 80 percent of tea consumed in America is iced. So that's, back to your iced tea point. That's surprising yeah. because I didn't expect it to be that. I know iced tea is pretty big, by the way. Natalie, my wife, drink, loves iced tea, especially summertime. Yeah, like, but you think it's more of a summertime drink, right? But, but 75 to 80 percent of the tea consumed in America is iced is tea. Iced. Yeah, that's, wow. that's fascinating. And what's really interesting to me is, is to see the percentage of millennial drinkers be so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that underscores, you know, the way we, we collectively think about health and weight loss, it, it, it really underscores that generational shift in mm-hmm. that thinking. Um, you know, we, we grew up, you know, I'm Generation X, um, and so, so my parents, and, and we thought more weight loss focused, right? Like weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. And I think the younger generations, you know, the millennials, Generation Z, they don't, they don't give a crap about weight loss so much anymore. Uh, it's not the buzzword or the catchphrase that it used to be. They think more about health in more general holistic terms. Mm-hmm. What they're putting into their body and That's how right. it's going to make like them feel. Like they worry about organic and, and, and the sourcing of those foods and how they make them feel and the overall kind of benefit. And and this is really indicative of that to me. Mm-hmm. It, like they, when they think when, when there's that many millennials drinking tea, it really underscores that that generational shift, that mindset, which which is, by the way, it's a good shift. It's a good shift, yeah. Right? It's, it's really where you want to go. And and I grew up, you know, probably like yourself, we grew up drinking soda. Didn't think twice about it. Energy drinks and Gatorade was huge back then. And then Powerade came in into the fore. Um, but I think many, you know, a lot of, uh, now I'm a parent, right? I have, mm-hmm. I have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. They don't drink soda. They don't drink energy drinks. If they do drink, you know, when they, they have baseball games this weekend, I'll take a, a bottle of Gatorade, like one of the many little bottles of Gatorade, and half, 
you know, split it between them and water it down because I'm so aware of the added the sugars sugar. and the mm -hmm. additives and all those things in those kinds of drinks. And tea is a great alternative for not just coffee, like we talked about the t at the top, but like soda. Like if you're looking for something to just kind of shift your, your drinking habits and a viable option, tea is a great option. And, and I guess that's why iced tea is probably such a high percentage right. of the tea that we drink as Americans. Because if you're thinking about, okay, well, I don't want to drink as much soda anymore. I don't want to really kind of double down on these energy drinks anymore. What else can I drink? I mean, I guess there's there's the flavored seltzers and and fruit waters and stuff, but but iced tea is is really a viable option and a great option. And it's everywhere. I mean, from the convenience store, and oftentimes there's an iced tea option even at fast foods or mm -hmm. Panera's, your favorite. You know, just on tap. So you know, it's everywhere. That makes sense. And that and there's great health benefits. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just that it's a great option. There are actual like like if you. If you choose the right teas, which we're about to help you, hopefully, ho help you do, uh, hopefully we'll give you a little crash course in the right teas for you, or, or, you know, if you're normally just a black tea or a green tea, which is where most of us probably fall on the spectrum, we're going to introduce you to a couple other options, because it depends on if you want more energy, if you want to relax a little more, you got to pick the right tea. Absolutely. So, all right, first up. If you want to replace your afternoon coffee, you're looking for a little pick-me-up, a little caffeine, and you want a, the perfect tea for that, what are you going to go with? First, why don't you try some black tea? It's the most common type of tea. Basic, easy, right? Basic. 84% of the tea drank last year was black tea. There so it's very common. You can find it everywhere. It only packs about half the caffeine as a cup of coffee. But believe it or not, if you drink it warm, you're going to get a pretty good boost just from having that warm beverage in the afternoon because that's going to help ramp up your internal temperature, get your metabolism going. So if you just need a little kick in the afternoon, go black. Another one to try that you mentioned before, John, is green tea. Mm -hmm. So it has slightly less caffeine than black tea, but green tea can still provide that pick-me-up thanks to a little amino acid known as L-theanine. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It sounds right. L-theanine, L-theanine, however you say it, it's going to help slow the body's absorption of that caffeine. So that will help you process it a little slower, which results in like a steady level of energy. You're not going to get that right. crazy Less spike cheers. and crash. Right. You know, and since the caffeine is absorbed a little slower, green tea won't give you the jitters or that those withdrawals associated with coffee. And then another one to try, I don't know if you've ever had this, it's yerba mate. I haven't. So it's it's getting really popular now. It's from South America. It's an herbal tea, and you'll often see it like in energy drinks. It's a really common ingredient. It contains more caffeine than green tea, but still less than coffee, so you're still in that kind of like three-quarters range. It's going to give you that boost. And it also contains compounds that increase energy levels without jitters, similar to green tea. And studies have shown that yerba mate can increase endurance and exercise performance too. So, so it's great to have pre or post workout. And that's what kind of like like piques my curiosity a little bit about mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, it's something that I definitely need to expand my own horizon and, and give yerba mate a try. I've I've been all in on black and green teas for a while. I I really like green tea, and there was actually a study that that I think showed that green tea before exercise can actually help improve the effectiveness yep. of, of exercise. Absolutely. So that's why there's all these little interesting kind of impacts from the different teas that you choose. And those are great options if you need that afternoon pick-me-up. And what I like about that is that it's not, it doesn't focus so much on the caffeine because you're not going to replace the, the pure caffeine that's in something like an afternoon coffee. But I think what 
what so many of us default to is I think I, I think I need that caffeine in the afternoon and you don't need the caffeine. You need some caffeine and some of these teas might have half or a little more than half of the caffeine, the cup of coffee. It's really the warm beverage and what it does to your metabolism and your body and your body's reaction to like a warm, but you could drink a cup of, of warm lemon water. Mm-hmm. and still get a pick-me-up, by yeah, the way, absolutely. because it's going to increase your internal temperature and your metabolism, and you're going to get a little spike from that. So, you know, throw a little caffeine on top of that, and you get a little bit more. So you don't need that that pure buzz that coffee would give you, and this is where teas are, are a great option. Now, if you don't need the pick-me-up, and, and a lot of people turn to tea because they find it soothing, or they're they're looking for something that is a little more soothing, maybe you want to beat some some stress, mm-hmm. which a lot of us have these a lot days, of, us of course. Do, yes. um, and and tea can be a great resource to to beat stress too. And and thankfully, the editors of Eat This Not That actually they came out with a great book not that long ago. It was called The Seven Day Flat Belly Tea Cleanse, and it was packed with some great research on all sorts of tea and the different benefits, including these stress beaters. And if you need a solid night of sleep, which so many of us do. I'm because, raising my hand. You can't see me. Right? Because we don't, we don't sleep enough just we don't generally. Sleep we enough. don't sleep enough. And, and, and even the sleep we get is not deep sleep. And so many people turn to sleep aids and various things. And tea might be a good option for you if there, if that's a concern for you. And one to try would be valerian tea. Valerian is actually an herb that's long been valued as a mild sedative. And the research shows that what tea enthusiasts have known for centuries, in a study of women, researchers gave half the test subjects a valerian extract and half a placebo. of those who received valerian reported an improvement in the quality of their sleep versus just 4% of the control group. In another study published in the European Journal of Medical Research, investigators gave 202 insomniacs valerian or a Valium-like tranquilizer. After six weeks, both treatments were equally effective. So the valerian tea or a Valium. It sounds like Valium, actually. So so there's something there, perhaps. And while the researchers have yet to really identify the exact active ingredient, they suspect that the receptors in the brain actually are stimulated to hit sleep mode when coming in contact with valerian for whatever reason. So I don't care what the reason is. Those are statistics that are pretty impressive. So again, valerian tea is something that if you are looking for a solid night's sleep, it's it's worth a shot. You have nothing to lose. No, I'm right? going to be ordering that as soon as we end this episode. By the way, that sounds right. great. <laughs> and a lot of us, you know, like I said, a lot of us deal with just the general there's general stress of life. Like I always I always think of my day or my week actually in managing my stress levels, and I try and balance. Like okay, I know tomorrow is going to be a high stress day, so I try and make sure that the day after is a low stress day. And stress can be so many different things. It can be exercise. It can be life stress. I have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. That's stress right there. You know, <laughs> it's, work, it's work stress. It's, it's all of those things. And I think people just don't, they don't kind of account for all of the stress factors in their life, and, they, and they, they, they should. But again, so tea is one of those things that can actually help mitigate the damage of stress. Because one of the things we've talked about is the stress hormone cortisol. And I've actually pushed back my morning coffee, talking about coffee for a minute, after our episode with Max Lugavere and yeah. his book Genius Foods, I actually do too. I, right? I wait about an hour, have a, like lots of water in the morning, and then I'll go to my coffee. Same. Yeah, so, Max affected me. And as because well. what I didn't realize is, is when you wake up in the morning, your cortisol levels are very high just from the act of waking up. It's mm-hmm. almost it's a stressful event waking up from 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 sleep. So if you immediately grab that cup of coffee, which is a cortisol boosting 
beverage, your your stress hormone is now through the roof first thing in the morning, and that's not that's a good not place a to good, start. No way. So so like you, I have I have backed off my morning cup of coffee, and what's what's interesting is I don't even notice. I actually enjoy it further back in the morning. I, I probably wait a half hour. I don't wait an hour really that long, uh, but it's probably a half hour, forty five minutes. And I feel like I actually get more of a boost from it because it has time to actually hit my system and and kind of carry on the natural cortisone as opposed to like piling on. But this is this is another area where tea can kind of help manage that that cortisol level, and uh, tea can help you manage your stress levels. And and for that, you'll want to give rooibos 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 rooibos. I want to say that again. <laughs> it's it's R O O I B O S. By the way. Uh, if you're if you're trying to phonetically figure that out, and what what makes rooibos? It's <laughs> it's a tongue twister, right? It is a tongue twister. What makes rooibos tea particularly good for soothing your mind is the unique flavonoid called aspalathin. Research shows that this compound can actually reduce the stress hormones that trigger hunger and fat storage and are linked to hypertension, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, insulin resistance, and type 2 diabetes. So that's a host of things that are really good to kind of fight back against, and here's a tea that can help you do that. And some other great teas to beat stress and even and you'll help you decrease anxiety a little bit, uh, passionflower tea, Chamomile and lavender tea, hops tea, and kava kava. I've actually tried kava kava before, mm-hmm. like late in the evening. It's an herbal tea, so it doesn't have caffeine, so it's not going to impact any any sleep. What's interesting about when you get into the more of the herbal teas is the flavor profile changes exponentially in a good way. Yeah. And you really have to find like the one that suits you. So that's why like whether it's passion tea or chamomile or lavender or hops tea or, or kava kava, like find the one that kind of suits you best. But but just the simple act of, of brewing the tea and like sitting with a warm cup of tea is soothing in itself, but it can have this positive effect on your, your cortisol levels, which helps you going to, it's going to help you kind of settle in for the evening a, little, a lot more. Yeah. I, I drink lavender tea at night oh, as yeah. well. Lavender, even if you smell lavender, it's supposed to help you sleep. And, you know, some people might think it, you know, smells like a little perfumey or soapy. Sure. They don't want to ingest it. And I understand that, but I love all things lavender. So at night, it's just, it's really soothing to me. So I love it. But I tried to give uh, for like, I don't know why, but I, it seemed like a great idea. Natalie has always had sleep issues, mm-hmm. uh, challenges. And I tried to get her an eye mask that was like um, a lavender infused yeah. uh-huh. eye mask and she tried to, to to put it on like take a nap one day and she, i don't think she she like lost vision for like 30 minutes afterwards oh, no. she was like, oh my god i'm blind I, like I, I can't see i was like okay that's enough of the no more lavender eye masks so maybe lavender tea maybe would have been the better option not the eye mask but maybe husband of the year yeah, right there <laughs> I blinded my wife apparently terrible. <laughs> it was so. terrible yeah not the best mother's day gift oh Sorry, Natalie. But um, so in addition to giving you that boost of energy or calming you down or helping battle stress, tea can actually help you reach or maintain your weight loss goals too, which is interesting. And I'm sure a lot of listeners want to hear about this one. So for instance, in one study, participants who drank green tea before a workout showed that workout to be more effective, which is which is awesome. We want yeah. to make our workouts as effective as possible, right? Anything you can do to make exercise more efficient yeah. or more productive, yeah, why would up. you do that? Absolutely. So the reason is because these compounds in green tea called catechins, which are antioxidants known to blast fat, particularly in your belly area, 
the belly fat blasts it out, and it also speeds up the liver's capacity for turning that fat into energy. So it's kind of like a double whammy right. fat blasting effect. So for kind of prime tea, the furnace before you fire it up with a workout. Why abso- not? Absolutely. I mean, I think that sounds like a better option than than a Powerade or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oolong is another great pick. First of all, it's a lot of fun to say oolong. I like oh, it. Oolong. Better than rooibos. <laughs> it is better than rooibos. Oolong is the Chinese name for black dragon. So that's like a Jeopardy. Sounds Jeopardy fact of the day. It's um, a light and floral tea that's also packed with catechins. And one study found that participants who regularly sipped oolong tea lost six pounds over the course of six weeks. So that's a pound a day. That is black dragon effect right there. That is, exactly. That's some magical Chinese black dragon. And then there's white tea, which I've personally gotten into recently. I really enjoy white tea. Um, White tea is dried naturally, usually in the sunlight, making it the least processed and the richest source of antioxidants among all teas. As much as three times as as many polyphenols as green tea. Wow. Yeah, white tea can simultaneously boost the breakdown of fat and block the formation of fat cells. And I love the flavor of white tea, too. It's it's light and it's so that, slightly that's sweet. That's what I like. So white tea is yeah. a tea that I've tried mainly as an iced tea, mm-hmm. by the way. And it's just, it's so light and refreshing. It that is. I, it just, it's a different, because normally I'm a, like I said, like black tea, green tea, especially in the iced tea format. Like, it, it, they're just really good. Iced tea is a little more grassy herbal mm-hmm. but white tea is just so clean and refreshing and light and it's like yeah. i love it it's great but i didn't know that it kind of packed this kind of impact yeah big impact and, and it has a, almost a slightly sweet flavor so you don't really need to add mu- i don't need to add much sweetener when i make it into a nice tea perfect okay quick break now as easy as getting some of these great tasting teas into your daily life is getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done right But OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. You can lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. So what is OpenFit? OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. And what I like is that everybody's different and they have different you know, ideas about working out and like what they like and what they don't like. And that's what's great about OpenFit because it has a ton of amazing trainers and great classes. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You can sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar. Um, Or you can get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 athletes. These trainers know how to get you results quick and they are at your disposal with OpenFit. It's super simple. Forget all the complexity and stress around getting fit and just press play and work out on your schedule and you can access it anytime and anywhere. And right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners will get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. All you have to do is text EAT THIS to 303030. That's text EAT THIS to 303030. And you'll get a full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text eat this to 303030 or 303030. And now let's bring it back to all of our tea breakdowns. Now, there uh, certainly we kind of like just scratched the surface on teas here. Um, there are a ton more out there that are worth trying, of course. Um, this is your, your crash course or your starter kit, if you will. 
to get you going and and hopefully pique your curiosity as mm-hmm. ours has been piqued and, and try some something outside of the black and green kind of uh, comfort zone that so many of us live in. And check out eatthis.com, by the way, and just put in best teas or great teas or teas for weight loss, mm-hmm. and you're going to come up with a ton of options um, like rooibos and oolong and passion fruit yeah. tea and Try all those ones that are things. fun to say as well. And yeah. That's right. Like, exactly. like kind of explore a little bit here yeah. and there's so many different options and they're so, they're so accessible now, probably mm-hmm. more so than ever before because of places like Whole Foods and you actually live, so I live in Connecticut and Bigelow Tea is, is literally yep. in, in the town uh, where I, and they produce a ton of great teas. So it's just so easy these days. So why not give it a try? Like worst case scenario, you try something new, maybe it tastes good, maybe it doesn't, maybe it helps you, maybe it doesn't. You try something else for a week. And if anything, you if it helps you remove something damaging from your diet or something questionable from your diet, then there, something is gained. Now, we did mention at the top, and I did make a promise on how to brew the best and I didn't, I didn't sugarcoat it. It was like the best, the perfect <laughs> iced tea each and every time. So, so let's, let's get to the good stuff, shall we? Let's get to the good stuff. What are your thoughts on iced tea? Like, obviously, iced tea, I mean, 80% of the tea that we drink is iced tea. Which is wild. So we all like iced tea. I like iced tea. My problem with iced tea, though, is... It, so one of the tricks that I've learned at Starbucks, by the way, is when I do order an iced green tea, per se, uh, no water. No water added. They add water, like yes, they, they dilute it. They water it? it down. They dilute it. Whether when you get a nice tea at a Starbucks, they they dilute it. So I'll order uh, ice green tea, no water, because hmm. or else it's a five dollar half water right. green tea at Starbucks. It's, it yeah. waters it, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing: they'll water it down, and the, because the tea that they make is is like a, is it too it's strong? A, it's a concentrated, right? Uh-huh. But then they're putting ice in it. So the yeah. th- to me, the ice is gonna dilute and water it down as I as I drink through it. So if the water's on top of that, it really waters it down. I prefer the stronger taste myself. Um, That's so a anyway, good tip, though. pro tip at Starbucks, like if you're ordering iced tea or or iced green tea, no water, just throw that no water in there and and see them kind of like, oh, he's on, they're onto us. We're watering it down. <laughs> um, we're onto you, Starbucks. Um, but I just it, to me, it's a, it's a better taste. It, it's yeah. just, it's so much better. But I drink a lot of iced tea you drink as a well. Lot of tea? Yeah. yeah, especially now that the weather's getting it's warmer. warmer. It's nice. Um, there's a mango black tea that last summer I used to live. I'd make that into iced tea all the time, and even like it might counteract some of the health benefits. But you know, I'll I'll make myself a John Daly and do so a say, little it's iced a good mixer. tea, a little a yeah, <laughs> Tito's vodka and a right? little fresh squeezed lemonade. I mean, that is like one of my easy summer drinks. It it's is, so refreshing. It's, it's a good it's a good mixer. It is a good mixer. And and so but also that's where I would say too, if you're going to and, and we I promise you we will get into how to brew this perfect uh, iced tea. But Try some of the different teas. Like, mm-hmm. just don't go black or green tea when it comes to iced tea. Like, try like some of the ones hibiscus that we hibiscus tea is tea, fantastic. Roibos, oolong. Like, give them give yeah. them all a shot and and see see what that flavor profile is and whether you're using it just as a summer refresher or as a mixer. Yeah. For for your weekend, maybe. Um, it, you know those 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 different flavor profiles are are going to be fun to play with. They are a fun. Little bit. So why not? Which is appropriate because, you know, shout out to to Cheyenne Buckingham, one of the editors of eatthis.com, who did the legwork on this and got the lowdown on brewing the perfect iced tea from Marcus Ladd, who is a bartender at Clio South Beach in Miami. So again, if you're looking for a great mixer. There you go. Yeah, this guy knows. I mean, who knows? He's a bartender. 
for sure. Marcus knows. Marcus knows. And Jim knows. That's why this episode rocks. That's right. Thank you again, Jim. All right. First things first, here's everything you need for the perfect brew at home. It's pretty simple. Three cups of boiling water, six to eight tea bags of whatever tea you prefer, three quarters of a cup of sugar. And again, this can be adjusted to your taste if you prefer a less sweetened version, but this is just for our perfect brew recipe. Five cups of cool water. And here's the ingredient that was shocking to me. I would never think it. A sprinkle of baking soda. Baking soda. I know, right? Who right? knew? But it, but but why don't you explain how that makes we'll sense to, that. to us, John? So so all in all, like the like these this will make about a half gallon of iced tea. Mm-hmm. If you if you double the ingredients, you're gonna you're gonna get a gallon. So mm-hmm. it depends on if you're making it for yourself for the weekend or for a weekend barbecue. Maybe you want to double, or if you're having friends over, maybe double the the dosages here on on the ingredients. And now here's what you need to do step by step. So sprinkle the baking soda in an empty glass pitcher. Why baking soda? It's very curious, right? I, I, it's, I was My curiosity curious, was piqued, by the totally. way. Totally. It neutralizes the tannins released into the pitcher, allowing it to be clear and not bitter. Because tea, like wine, can mm-hmm. have, it's especially depending on the variety of tea, can be very heavy in tannins. So you get that kind of mouth dryness. Yeah. That, it can be very tannic right? tea. Right, yeah. tannic. So, so the, the baking soda is going to help minimize some of that and also some of the bitterness of some of these more exotic teas. So, And it's just a little bit. You won't even notice it in there, and the impact is going to be pretty significant. So give it a shot. And then you place the tea bags in the pitcher and pour the boiling water over the bags filling the pitcher. Now you want to make sure that the water is hot enough. And the key, according to to Marcus Ladd, who we reach out to for this recipe, is letting the water boil for at least 10 seconds before putting it. You want to make sure the water is really hot to get Mm -hmm. a good steep going. And then cover the pitcher with a lid or a small plate, maybe some aluminum foil, depending on your pitcher. And if it's a hard, like our glass pitcher is like an awkward top, like I'm not putting a plate on top of that. So I would just put some some aluminum foil over there, again, just to kind of keep everything in there and let it steep for a good uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Then you're going to remove uh, that lid, whatever you, whatever you use, get the tea bags out of there, stir in the sugar until it's dissolved, and then pour in the cool water and give it give it a stir, and then throw in the refrigerator. That's Bang. it. There you go. Like, yeah, it doesn't get much easier than no, that, that's right? That's perfect iced tea right there. That's perfect. Was that, it was like six steps. Yeah. And in, in that recipe, I mean, that would be so much fun to try with all the different teas we mentioned and all the teas out there that we haven't even mentioned. There's so many. Right. I mean, you could do a pre-workout uh, iced green tea mm-hmm. to ramp up the, the value there. You could you could uh, brew a nice soothing uh, rooibos I- yeah. iced tea for to, the evening it, for like after stress. dinner to bust your stress and, and kind of sit out on the porch in the evening and watch the stars and just think about how relaxing that would be. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot this weekend, actually, because I've never thought about it this way. You know, it's so easy. It's it's one of those things, like, we always talk about things that are, are so easy that they're easy to screw up. Yeah. And like our chicken episode, our right. burgers episode. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And this is something that's, like, it's pretty easy. And, and I like the idea of just experimenting with the different kinds of teas and, like, making a picture of teas that I can enjoy in the evening or something like that. So... So I'm going to give this a shot this weekend. I hope you do as well. Um, heck, if anything else, you'll you'll impress your friends with a pretty kick-ass iced tea, right? Yeah, home brew it up. And if somebody asks what the secret ingredient is, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Have them listen don't, to this no, episode. Just say, you know what? I can't share <laughs> baking soda. That's between you and us. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. 
and be sure to keep your thoughts and ideas coming. Please, just like Jim did, he sent us this great idea. It's perfect because it's National Iced Tea Day on yeah. June 10th, so go out and brew yourself a, a kick-ass batch of iced tea. Jim, um, you are tea Jim, thank you so much for the tea-rific, Jim. <laughs> thanks so much for the email. Again, you can, set, you can share your thoughts with us at podcast at eatthis.com. We love those emails. Keep them coming. Until next time, I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. And you can feel free to follow me as well on Instagram. I'm at thisgirlcaneat. Definitely drop me a line there if there's something on your mind so we can explore it here for you on a future episode as we help you eat this, not that. Have a great weekend, everyone.